This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Now you can read his work at FantasyPros.com. Pre-draft, some of the best stuff out there. And of course, now as we're in the NFL draft with one round down, Russell Brown. NFL draft analyst for Fantasy Pros. Good with his time to join us here in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. It was a wild night last night. Lots of movement, Russ. Uh, I wanted to start, if we can, with the Buffalo Bills. Their selection of Dalton Kincaid. I think everybody recognizes the upside. They see the talent, the pass-catching ability, the offensive threat that he could be potentially in the NFL. But if the Bills needed somebody who might have been a better blocker, would they have been better served going with Mayer over Kincaid at that spot? Well, Mayer was my first uh, ranked tight end in this draft, but I understand why they went with Dalton Kincaid. It's essentially, you know, their slot receiver uh, on the tight end contract, and it's one of those things where they got my 18th ranked player. They're getting a six foot four, two hundred forty five pound tight end, um, and and he's going to be a guy that's got. You know, that vertical threat ability, he can do so much in line, in the slot. And he's, to me, as I labeled him, the best pure hands catcher in this year's draft. He had one career drop, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. He had 70 receptions this past year. And I know he's coming off the back, but I'm not concerned about it. He gets to to play with uh, Dawson Knox, maybe sit behind him for a little bit as he gets acclimated to the offense and to the NFL, and then eventually he can kind of hit the ground running and become the guy because, as we know, Dawson Knox has not really been the healthiest this past year. Yeah, it, it, Russ, I'm, the one thing I have a problem is the, is just the trade-off. Like, fourth-round picks are valuable. I don't like moving up two slots. Was Dallas really in on Kincaid? Was that move necessary, in your opinion? 
Yeah, no, they, they were. I mean, they were a team that was really circling in on the tight ends. Many people thought, myself included, thought maybe Michael Mayer would have been the guy for them, regardless of Kincaid being on the board. Uh, but it ended up being one of those things where the receivers started to fly off the board uh, with Jackson Smith. And then we saw Quinton Johnston, who the Bills were somewhat linked to during this process. So I think it was one of those where, hey, we're starting to lose these receivers. Let's just move up, get our guy. We don't care about the mid-round pick. We've got some some more draft capital that we can kind of move around either this year or next year. And I'm sure the bills will be active today. And I actually, in my mock draft uh, today that I dropped the rounds two and three, they sit there with pick 59 and I actually have them acquiring a fourth round pick from the Chicago bears. The bears move up for a running back and the bills move back and they go ahead and take uh, an interior offensive lineman and Cody mock from North Dakota state. Mm. Russell um, with the, the, the bills selecting Dalton Kincaid right after there was a run of four wide receivers, if they were to move up, would they have been better served moving up to get one of those four wide receivers that were taken during that little run before they ended up taking Kincaid at 25? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Like, I mean, you, you could go up and, and get a wide receiver, but a lot of these receivers that we're seeing in this draft specifically, a lot of them are slot receivers. And, you know, I've said it on your guys' show and other shows across the country that I, I personally didn't think this was a great wide receiver class. I thought there was some good receivers, and, and overall there just wasn't that alpha. There wasn't that guy that made that big of a difference where I think Kincaid can make a difference because of just his overall position and how you can use him because he can play out wide. He can play in the slot. He can play in line where with, with a Jordan Addison or something like that, like he could maybe play outside, but at 5'11", 173, he's pushing to the slot and he's not overly explosive. I love the player in Jordan Addison, but if they wanted to move up for a player like that, I just, I don't know if, if that would have made that much sense. And of course, the higher you go up that board, the more it's going to cost you. Russell Brown, he is the NFL Draft Analyst for Fantasy Pros, our guest here in the sports bar. So, Russ, we know you're based in Detroit. Uh, Danger and I, like, Danger likes the Lions draft. I'm not a big fan. Where did you come down on what the Lions did in round one? We know nothing about this organization. When you think, when they, when you think they got you and you're sipping the Kool-Aid and we're going to win a division, they pull something like this and I, I'm not – look, I'm not opposed to what they did. I'm just – the fact that you had B. John Robinson staring you in the face, who was one of the three best players in this draft, and no matter who you talk to, but in the consensus, you could have had him at six. You moved back to get pick 34. You gave up pick 81. You gained an additional fifth or sixth rounder, which is cool. But you, you go and get a guy in, in Jameer Gibbs who now has to live in the shadow of DeAndre Swift. And at – Five nine, a buck ninety nine. He could be primarily a pass catching back, but he's an offensive weapon from what you see on tape. And he was my twenty sixth ranked player. I see the first round juice. I see why teams would be enamored with him in the first round because he's so explosive and he's got that burst and acceleration. But to take him at twelve, it just feels like a reach, especially when you saw what they did last year with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams, they had him pennies on the dollar. He gets a thousand yards and leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. It's like, well, you're good at finding guys in the fifth and sixth round of the draft. Why not just get somebody there? So, again, it's a double-edged sword. They get their guy. There's rumors that the Jets maybe were linked to Gibbs at fifteen. 
So ultimately, I, I trust that the organization knows probably a little bit more than I do, and they're obviously a little bit more connected to the 31 other teams in the league. And then just with Jack Campbell at 18, I mean, I'm writing about him right now for the lionswire.com, and like, I, I like the player. I really do. I thought he was a phenomenal player. I like the fit. I think he fits the culture. But to take him at 18, I just wonder who behind them was going to take him other than maybe the Bills or the Dallas Cowboys and could you have moved? Maybe they tried to move. Maybe they tried just, but they, they couldn't because of the wide receiver stuff that was happening and, and that run was going to happen. But he's going he's gonna to have to live up to the first-round hype of, of first-round linebackers where he's going to have to leave this team in tackles. And at some point during his rookie season, he's going to have to take over the starting linebacker role from Alex Anzalone. And, and that's the other part, and I think that's what I don't like. They signed Alex Anzalone a few weeks ago to a three-year, $18 million deal. They're giving them $6 million per season, and I just can't wrap my head around that. Now, I get it. You can get out of these contracts with easy opt-outs and paying up front and all that, but Jack Campbell is, is going to have to be the dude, and I think he can be. Maybe he carves out a 10-year career. We'll see. He screams Dan Campbell-type guy. He's a hunter. He'll find a place up north here in Michigan where he'll, he'll, he'll enjoy deer season, but I don't know, fellas. It's a tough one for me. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of look a little bit closer at what Arizona was doing last night early in the draft and the movement around the Cardinals because it sure feels to me like with some of these moves that they uh, are acquiring enough picks next year in the draft where they could be flexible and potentially get a new quarterback because they don't really know. This regime doesn't really know what they have in Kyler Murray. I mean, up to this point, they're going to do all the right things and show up to Norman, Oklahoma for his statue unveiling and all of that, but you don't know how he's going to recover from the ACL, and you don't know that you're necessarily going to gel with him, being that it's a brand new regime, and you might want to get your own guy. Do you view it as such, Russ, or is that just Arizona moving around to you know acquire the picks that they need to, to build out a roster that they can actually feel proud about? Yeah, I mean, obviously anything's possible. They could be looking at that, you know, future quarterback, whether it's Drake May out of North Carolina or Caleb Williams from from USC. But ultimately, when you look at the Arizona roster, it's bad from top to bottom. It's bad. And when I when I did my mock draft for for the first round and my final one, I mean, I gave him Devin Witherspoon in, in this year's draft just simply because I thought. The need was there. Their secondary is atrocious. I mean, Antonio Hamilton is their starting corner. I don't even know who that is. I know just about everybody in the NFL, and that guy's starting for him. Marco Wilson, he's a liability. On the other side, of the, at the corner spot, they traded away Byron Murphy. There's been rumors that they're going to trade Buda Baker. So, like, they, they just need picks, and they need as much ammunition because you know they're not going to hit every single pick in the draft. So that's all ultimately what it boils down to in a bad bad draft this year as far as overall talent like it's good but not great you're going to take some swings here in the next couple days you're going to miss on a few but then you're going to have some ammunition for next year and that's what it's about and and you're going to allow your regime and your scouting staff and your coaches to all get in line and and align everything up for 2024 and start building this thing the right way because I, i see them blowing it up i mean hopkins should probably be gone and and you mentioned Kyler Murray. Could they could they move on from him if it doesn't work out, if he's not back healthy and there's some aggression? It's possible, but I would have to assume that they're going to try to build this thing around Kyler. Our friend Russell Brown, NFL Draft Analyst, Fantasy Pros, our guest here. Uh, as we start back up at 7 o'clock, Russ, I uh, love tonight just as much as last night. Uh, quicker pace tonight. And they're at the top of round two, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So... 
What do you think they do here? Because you know, if they're going to keep the pick, what direction may they go? And then there's a whole other angle. Uh, Will Levis slid all together out of the first round. Do you see a team perhaps trading up here to the top of the second round to select the quarterback? Yeah, I think I think it's possible. Uh, I mean, I would obviously be pretty intrigued with you know, maybe the Tennessee Titans, uh, would, would they want to move up from 41 to try to ensure that they get their guy? What do, what do the Los Angeles Rams do? I mean, Matthew Stafford's on the last leg of his career here. Do they take Will Levis if he's sitting there? Um, obviously, Detroit. There's been rumors of them being intrigued with the quarterbacks in this draft. They, some people thought maybe they would take C.J. Stroud if he was there at six. Obviously, that's not the case. But could they take a guy at 34? And then you just mentioned the Steelers there. I mean, how can you not start this draft off with the feel-good story of Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of Penn State? And had this been any other year, he would be a first-round pick because it's pick 32, and that would be a first-rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thanks to they, thanks to the Miami Dolphins, they ruin everything. So uh, it's it's one of those situations. I think Pittsburgh takes Joey Porter Jr. to kick this thing off tonight. We'll kind of see what happens. Uh, but ultimately, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, I would, I would have to think we see them – uh, both be taken here in the second round tonight, and then ultimately, you know, what happens in round three, it's really a crapshoot because we don't know what's going to be available from round two. Russ, uh, I don't want to diminish the work that you do leading up to uh, to last night and this weekend, but the Philadelphia Eagles have really just done it for us. Uh, their strategy is pretty simple, it seems. We're just going to draft the best players from the best college team and call it a night. Break down what they've done here over the last two years with their first-round draft picks and how this Eagles defense is essentially a championship-winning defense from the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, they had, you know, they're, they're a team that generate a ton of pressure, and it's because they've got all these versatile pieces up front from their defensive ends to the interior part of their defensive line, and, and then they just got speed everywhere, and they add these Georgia players, like you mentioned, and, and it, it just falls in line for them. It made sense for them to move up a spot to ensure they got Jalen Carter last night. Obviously, Nolan Smith falling kind of reminded me of uh, 2018 when Harold Landry started falling down the board. And I think he ended up going in the second round of the Tennessee Titans. But he was a guy that I thought was a first-round talent, similar to Nolan Smith. So clearly there's some injury concerns there. But I think they're just they're, they're taking the best players available that fit what they're doing, and they start in the trenches. And that's when the game of football is won, and they're not forgetting that. Howie Roseman doesn't forget that. That coaching staff doesn't forget that. They know that that's how you're going to win games in the NFL, and, and they're going to take the best guys. So it wouldn't surprise me tonight if potentially they get Keeley Ringo. You know, they got the uh, 62nd pick. Maybe he's there. Maybe they try to move up and get Keeley Ringo out of Georgia. Maybe they just continue to add that. But I think what they're doing defensively, it's smart. You're adding speed. You're adding strength. You're adding size. And, and again, you're bringing in all these interchangeable parts that play their roles and do their jobs. And, and that's the that's the way you win. That's the recipe for success. Uh, Russ, I'm not sure if you saw this tweet from the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, talking, asking Colts fans, should we go Montana Young and take another quarterback? He's not really thinking this. This is just some expert trolling, correct? Uh, absolutely. Either that or he's, you know, uh, in his private jet doing God knows what because I, there's no way – they take Anthony Richardson and then follow up with Will Levis. I would just, I would be absolutely stunned. I mean, obviously anything can happen, but I think with the Colts sitting there at 35, I think they're in a very interesting spot to maybe look at Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. If he's there, I think Josh Downs, the receiver out of North Carolina, who was linked to the Buffalo Bills, he could very well be the fit there at 35. I love that pairing with Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, and Jonathan Taylor. 
as well as Jelani Woods. So I think he's just pulling the troll job there, but we'll see. If you're Anthony Richardson, are you requesting a trade just based on that tweet alone? <laughs> no, I doubt it. I'm, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was told, "Hey, Anthony, you know you're you're our guy. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull out this troll job for everybody and and get ready for my pettiness." Were there any other surprises we haven't asked you about last night, Russ, or any teams that you thought knocked it out of the park that we haven't talked about? Uh, well, I mean, I, I do believe I, I, I do like what Atlanta did with with taking Bijan Robinson. I, I really thought that was a a phenomenal fit for them. Uh, I think a lot of people that say, "Hey, you know, anti running back in the first round." This is a team that needs to start winning. They need to win now, and they've got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter, and they found Tyler Algier last year, and he quietly had 1,000 yards as a rookie, but he's not the difference maker. He's not the guy that's got the elite change of direction ability or the pass-catching ability like a B. John Robinson, and they just add weapons here offensively, and I think it was quietly overshadowed, or I guess loudly overshadowed, because uh, what Jamar Gibbs landing at 12 to Detroit. So I think it's one of those where I think it almost feels like people are forgetting that Bijan even went in the first round because of what the Lions did. But I do like the aggressiveness from Houston. You, you had to add a quarterback. You got the best defensive player in the draft with Will Anderson. I love that. Um, and then just lastly, I mean, New England. I, I know it's I know it's a sore subject talking about the Patriots, but to move down, get some capital, and still get my seventh best player in the draft, my top-ranked corner in Christian Gonzalez, who fits exactly what they're looking for in a defensive back. I just I love that fit, and I, I think it's a, a sneaky good pick there at pick 17. Russell, what are you working on tonight? What kind of coverage can we expect through the course of the weekend here at Fantasy Pros that we can check out? Yeah, so uh, there's a, a mock uh, draft, a day two mock draft that just dropped uh, about two hours ago on FantasyPros.com. It's got trades and in-depth, and anal- in-depth analysis on the second round picks. I didn't go into the third round picks as far as detail, but the, the players are there. There's a lot of picks that I like overall. Uh, and then tomorrow there will be the best available for day three. So we'll dive into that. And then we'll probably get into some winners and losers and things like that. And then over at the Lions Wire, uh, I, I just posted my film breakdown on Jamire Gibbs and how he fits. And I'm working on the Jack Campbell one. That one will be up uh, before the second round gets started tonight. Great content, Russ. Really appreciate you carving out a few minutes for us today. We'll be checking it out tonight. Thanks so much, bud. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. I'll drink to that is on the way next in the sports bar. We've got some takes on tap, including a six-pack of best bets. The danger zone is on the way. Uh, I do have a little scheduling note here I want to pass along. This is uh, courtesy of the Buffalo News because we're wondering. All right, so the Bills are playing in London. Could be the Jaguar game that we're going to export over there. I think a lot of fans would be fine with this. Uh, The Jaguars have agreed to play a second game in London. Now, they have their own one. They play at Wembley every year. They have agreed that they will play in London against either the Bills or the Titans, provided that's the week before or the week after their Wembley game. So Jacksonville will go over two weeks before. I don't think think any Bills fan would be like, oh, we're losing the Jaguar game. Ooh. Right. Well, they would have the advantage of being there for two weeks where the Bills would have to come in the week before. No, not necessarily. Like if you put it the week, you know, it depends on when the Wembley game is. The week the week before, the week after the Wembley game ah. is when the Bills or the Titans game would be I gotcha. Played. Okay. 
Um, you got some takes on tap as well here coming up. I do. I, yeah, of course. I've got lots of takes. I'm going to give you the one team that I'm really confused about in the NFL. And Russ kind of touched on it, some positive, but there's still a big question. Which team right now, if you're a fan of this, you're like, I don't know what to expect. Is this season going to be 5-12 and 12, or could this be 12-5? and five? Like, what team would be in that variance? I'm going to give you my answer on that. And also... Who is the best GM in the league? I cannot give it to Brandon Bean today. I'm sorry. Uh, Bean does a fine job, but but this GM proved to us last night that I think he's a step above. I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because we were so into draft coverage. But the Milwaukee Bucks and their flameout of the uh, NBA playoffs... And a question, a reasonable question that was asked of Giannis, and then the reaction to Giannis's answer to that reasonable question, I think is worth discussing. We we grazed that grazed a, little, yeah, a little bit, but we can dive in. Yeah, that. I'd like to uh, go a little bit deeper on that. We'll do that next, along with uh, the danger zone. That's all coming up. I'll drink to that as next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 